0: Again, the Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, one shared destiny minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news.
1: I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Pete the retailer.
0: And my name is Alex Robinson.
2: Hey, guys. Welcome back.
1: Today, okay. we're going
0: back to minute. Glad to have you guys back today. We're going back to minute 64, which begins with uh, George recounting his uh Big adventure last night to Marty while getting gas. Uh, we, we he got a Pepsi and ends with George uh, scribbling down Marty's uh, um, love advice into his uh, his patented notebook.
1: All he wanted was a Pepsi.
0: Yeah, I guess he. I guess he. He really did just go to that gas station for a Pepsi and was just hanging out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, What's the well,
3: deal that- with
0: that weird gag where he can't he can't
3: open the bottle?
1: That that's what I read. It's it's a it's a really subtle. You know, they they do drop a lot of heavy-handed kind of hey the fifties were different, you know, jokes. Mm-hmm. But the the advent of the twist-off cap, I think, it, it's a subtle reference there that you know they didn't really yeah, have guess, twist-off bottle caps in the in the fifties.
0: Yeah, but I, right. I feel like I I encounter bottle bottle caps on a daily basis in my life, and I'm I, you know this is twenty fifteen. Did the eighties just like do away with 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 bottle caps for a little bit.
2: Well, but usually <clears throat> the bottles, like if you're talking about if you're talking about beer, like the bottles that have twist off caps are American beer, whereas your imported beers tend to be the uh, the kind that you have to uh, like pull off with a with a bottle opener. Yeah,
0: I guess I just I mean I mean I mean I'm an alcoholic I guess because like I I just I have a bottle opener on my keys. So I just yeah,
2: but but in the but in the 80s, there wasn't as many uh, imported beers like imported beers weren't really much of a thing in the eighties. like you kind of just had the like the five staples, cars, five, like the five network channels. (laughs) You had like five kinds of beer and that was it
0: Miller plus,
1: you know, not saying that, uh, you know, uh, George is uh, George. Uh, Marty is still in high school pretty much. That's true. Maybe he doesn't know.
0: Maybe he doesn't open beers yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So i he's probably been to like, you know, a party where there is a keg or something, but he's not cool enough to actually be opening right. beers. And Pepsi's did come in uh they weren't the, the plastic twenty ounce bottles that we have today, but I think at this point it was kind of that brackish, it was like a glass bottle but with a plastic twist off cap. Yeah. Or soda. cans. Marty's a red cans soda was cup the kind thing. Of
0: guy. Yeah, cans. I feel like whenever I think of the eighties, think of like a like a can of tab.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: Um, and I, I will say, like this, this minute and the next minute, are like the coolest George ever looks. Yeah, <laughs> like when totally. he just grabs that bottle away from Marty and just pops. Yeah, the top know, it's kind of a rare moment him.
0: of like dominance. He's like, "Would you? Yeah,
2: yeah, just g- give me this." Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, he's got it. He's he's on fire, and it's really great, crisp and too. It kind of makes you, you know, uh, as as much as I appreciate two and three. It makes you, you know, kind of think about what could have been if they still had him to kind of play with.
0: Oh, sure. I think, I think even Zemeckis like thinks about that sometimes.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, Cause I mean the whole plot of the second movie would have been completely different, uh, with,
1: if Crispin Glover had agreed to come back, did they have a, a different outline, a different draft? There. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. Completely different draft. It involved Marty going back to, uh, the sixties where George was a college professor. Hmm. He was a college Um,
3: professor in the sixties.
2: Yeah. In the sixties. Yeah. During like, uh, during like the hippie hippie era. It seems like
3: he'd be kind of young for that. Doesn't
1: he? Well, if it's summer of love is like 69, right? So if he goes, yeah, this is 55. So 14 years. He's
3: like in high school. I guess
1: now, but if you 18 plus, yeah, he'd be like in his late 20s, I guess. 14 is yeah, what? Yeah, he could have a PhD by then. I 18 so. and 14 is 32, so he could be... I mean, what else is he, is
0: gonna,
3: what what he got going on, you know? Right. I kind of don't know, college professor... Anyway, <laughs> that's probably <laughs> that's probably why Crispin Glover is like, this is too unrealistic. Anyway. Poppycups! <laughs> so,
2: I can't do this.
1: <laughs> and He just brought that one thing <laughs> up. A, He's like, well, s- uh, college uh, professor at that age? And they're like, ah, <laughs> this guy's so difficult to work with. Forget I, it.
2: You're but, a but freaking eccentric. But they even wrote it... They even wrote it in a way that, because that that draft of the script is uh, still available online. Mm-hmm. Um, it it also it is uh, that draft of Back to the Future two can also contains the cowboy like old west storyline within it. Oh, weird. Uh, yeah, so it's it's all in one movie. It all like sort of interacts with its with, with each other. It's like Back to the Future two, except the two timelines are you know, 1885 and you know, the, the sixties kind right. of uh, um,
0: hearing the idea of doing it. Like this time is in college. Like it's very 22 jump street almost.
2: Yeah. A little bit, a little bit, but yeah, they wrote the way that they wrote George as a professor in the sixties was that he was very crisp and clever, like just really weird and kind of full of
1: himself. Nice. I'm sure he would have yeah. appreciated that too.
2: He, right. He's like, oh, he he was he was as weird as he always had been, but he was also really confident about it. Hmm. Was uh, in this was
3: this um, Phantom Back to the Future 2? Did it include the setup for Back to the
0: Future 3 or was it just a self-contained movie?
2: It was just a self-contained movie. So
0: sort of like The Hobbit. It would have been like The Hobbit there and back again.
2: Uh,
3: well, or, or, so that's... or, you
0: know, Back to the Future would have been two movies instead of a trilogy.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Well, I would assume that they would, if they, if they planned a two, they probably had a three in their pocket, which maybe if this, if two was going to be the sixties and the old west, then maybe three would have been the future or the seventies.
0: Yeah. They, the 70s they do, they do like the, the act, what the new X-Men movies are doing now. This, yeah.
2: Though the they do it, they did it first. They were going to do it first. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's interesting the, the the what could have been is is really interesting I mean I mean even just like the early drafts of back to the future are really interesting because I mean that's where that's where Spielberg got the idea for the for the refrigerator in uh, crystal skull mm. it's because that was the original that's a, that's uh, great, time machine that's the
0: greatest thing never happened to anybody
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, the alternate back to the futures are really interesting especially considering it's uh it's 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 all uh uh alternate timelines and everything and so the fact that there's an alternate alternate script as well makes me laugh yeah yeah so so george george uh george's a man on a mission now
1: yeah i i uh kind of uh call back to earlier questioning whether or not butthead was a thing mm-hmm. i like that uh marty tells george hey sorry keep your pants on which i don't know if that's a now it almost sounds like an old-timey expression, but it seems like it might have been too risque to be a commonplace thing in the in the fifties.
2: That's true. Speaking of which, although it does it does sound like it does sound like something that would be in like a like a screwball comedy, like a keep your pants on, like
1: you know, yeah, yeah like, totally,
2: yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting.
3: Uh, well, speaking of, I, I was really sh- not shocked, but for some reason it stood out to me that um, Marty McFly is Jesus. To George, it it sounds. I don't know if maybe because of the current, uh, the more current climate, the fact that you would casually kind of throw Jesus's name into it. I don't know. For some reason, it really stood out to me as like a yeah.
1: Seems like it would be more shocking in the fifties to have somebody just casually doing that.
3: Yeah, like he then George doesn't react to it at all when he says, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, But
2: George, George is really into science fiction, so he's probably an atheist.
3: Yeah,
0: I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, jeez. <laughs> it's,
3: probably, it's probably
0: a godless Ethan like all
3: science,
2: writers.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, he, I mean, he, he doesn't like...
3: become a college professor, so, <laughs> so yeah,
1: there you yeah. go.
2: So. I I do I I I I love and this is like a continuous thing throughout the movie because Marty constantly um, says things he shouldn't be saying uh, around people who shouldn't be hearing it, uh, but when he says jesus george it was a wonder i was ever born and just i love crispin crispin's like reading of the like what what like yeah he's so he's so exasperated but he's also genuinely confused about what marty just said yeah like was that important what what did you say what Hmm. it's uh it's it's pretty great
3: uh more credit to the um researchers um you know when they're walking by you see there's a record store and it says they have the ballad of Davy Crockett and yeah, the yeah. song 16 tons there were four yeah. versions of ballad of Davy Crockett on the charts in
1: 1955
3: Whoa, well, four four di- different versions four different versions in the
2: charts was one of them like the kids bop version <laughs>
1: uh,
3: i think one of them was the original one like the theme from by uh, i guess uh, from the tv show and then like other uh-huh. people basically did covers of it but uh, as There's the
1: just... the jam the hammer mix. There's the mm-hmm. the twelve inch <laughs> disco version and yeah. uh, the instrumental.
3: The <laughs> uh, uh, company
0: yeah. Right.
3: <laughs> uh, as we've mentioned on our other podcast, alphabetical, it wasn't uncommon in the in earlier
0: times for that to happen, where
3: you know a hit song would come out, or there'd yeah. be several
0: competing versions of the same song. Albums weren't even. Albums weren't even that big of a deal in 1955. It was very yeah. much of like a singles business. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, so that's the why the Beatles uh, invented albums, I think. Right? Yes.
2: There was the, and there's a plus there was the whole thing where the the artists performing the songs were not necessarily the writers of the song and so the writers of the song would sell it to multiple people, right? Sure. Yeah, that's sure,
3: why, yeah, that's why that's kind of why it would happen because the the songwriters were like, sure, we want as many people as possible to do it, you know, and then right. other people would just jump on the bandwagon. And, well, that's a popular song. We should cover that, too. And
1: you know, I'm surprised and so that on. doesn't happen more today because you do have, you know, a handful of songwriters that write a lot of. Uh, what's that guy's I'm, name? Max Martin, I think. Mm-hmm, right. Wrote Most of the top 10 hits of the last couple of years.
2: I'm a, I imagine that back in the 50s, it felt more like the writers were uh, or the the artists needed the writers but now it's the the attitude is vice versa so the artists probably buy the songs and they're like but in the contract when i buy this song i am the only one who's allowed to buy the song and perform the song or at least you know? yeah,
3: for a certain time or or
0: something like
1: that. yeah right right yeah and me because like now everything
0: like, like yeah. right the, exactly like <laughs> producers are so much more like on my on my apple music playlist some of my favorite I mean, on my Apple Music app, some of my favorite playlists are this thing called like "Behind the Boards," where mm. they'll collect the greatest tracks by this one producer. Oh, mm. so it's like, that's interesting. Yeah, so there's like you know the Kanye West Behind the Boards playlist is all like you know like Cameron and like Jay Z, like twi- huh. Twista, like songs that he just did the music for, and it's really interesting because when you when you listen or like. The, the Drake producer that just made like all of his songs and then right. you can listen to it and kind of like oh like you kind of do have an authorial presence on on these songs
2: right
1: is there a... yeah you
2: can definitely hear that especially in like the Specter stuff mm-hmm. um, I mean that guy's a monster but <laughs> sure uh, but but when you listen to his all of the stuff that he was responsible for the wall like, of you, sound. you yeah you can tell it's him you know mm-hmm. right. They all have that same
1: What's, vibe. I was gonna ask, is there a Rick Rubin one? That's,
2: uh, yeah, Rick Rubin. Sure, yeah. He's the isn't that the guy who did um he did the Johnny Cash Nine Inch Nails cover, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he did. uh the black album.
0: Right. Uh, going
1: back all the way back. He was the Beastie Boy's original DJ. He was right, he right. started Def Jam Records, he's he he's, uh, he's done a lot of Slayer movies. and uh,
0: I think he like produced the Oh Brother or Art Thou soundtrack. Oh uh, that yeah, was T Bone Burnett. T-Bone uh, Burnett,
2: um. yeah.
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry. To oh be no, a thank picture, you.
1: But but <laughs> no, uh, yeah, if you look a little bit behind a lot of a lot of things. There's Rick Rubin, mm-hmm. uh, and so I'm always looking for. I, I wish there was a. Uh, I'm gonna go check out Apple Music, to see if there's an all Rick Rubin playlist because I would listen to it.
2: Paul, I think uh, I think Rick Rubin is probably the first like music producer that I became aware of.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm pretty sure uh, because it was. I think it was because of that. Johnny Cash album that he produced because everyone was like, "Oh, Rick Rubin, who did all of these like you know heavy metal industrial guys, he's doing a Johnny Cash album." Everyone was like, "What?" Like (laughs) in Wayne's
0: World, Rob Lowe wasn't a record producer; he was like a TV producer, right?
2: Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. Then
0: yeah, Rick Rubin was the first music
2: producer. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So getting back to the movie, uh. Get. Marty, uh, I mean, is it just me or is Marty basically hitting on his mom through George?
3: <laughs> Kinda, yeah.
2: I mean, he's looking right at her, and and he's just like, you know, tell her. He's like not looking at George; he's looking at her, like for inspiration.
0: But- <laughs> tell her she has like these really deep brown eyes that compliment
2: her <laughs> hair, <And laughs> tell her she smells good. Yeah, <laughs> I she smells like
1: it- autumn. He was probably just kind of, you know, scanning through kind of, you know, looking at her kind of scanning back through his history growing up. You know, like what was his parents relationship like? And like, oh, when was she, you know, when did it seem like like, my parents were happy? And what what, what,
0: what did I say? What did I say when I first asked Jennifer out? Right. Mm. That
2: that could be what he's doing i mean I, I definitely thought about like maybe he was thinking about jennifer when he said that it's just weird that he's looking at his mom when he does it yeah.
0: right well she's hard not to look at it's good
2: well i mean you know she is leah thompson but and her
0: hair is down which is yeah for mm-hmm. look for her uh... hair is
2: down
1: i prefer the kind of uh teased and frizzed frizzed uh, hair look from from howard the duck with leah thompson but this is a good <laughs> is a, an easy second Soaked,
0: soaked <laughs> in vodka is my favorite. <laughs> soaked in vodka. <laughs> I
2: never
0: call the boy. Never catch the boy. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're.
2: Uh, I I can't place it, but your your eighty five uh, Lorraine, uh, is getting closer and closer to some some other voice, and I don't. I can't figure out
3: as
0: we keep as we go on. <laughs>
2: yeah. I thought you're
3: doing the emperor. I didn't even
0: yeah, realize I was eighty-five. It. Yeah, old maybe old. that's it. lord <laughs> Vega, I don't <laughs> like her, Marty. Gas, oh, 19 yeah,
3: nineteen and a half cents. Yeah, that's uh in the in the background. Yeah, we talked
2: about that in a, in an earlier minute when the uh when we got like the pep boys, like you know, going <laughs> mm-hmm. going to the going to the car, yeah. going to town on the car. um well, yeah, what's- when Marty first arrives in Hill Valley, but we are next to the I don't know if you can see it in this in this shot, but uh or in this in this minute, but in the previous minute, they're talking about um, the gas war, uh which I assume is like their war on another gas station, and so we're, we're our theory is that the nineteen and a half cents has to do with like maybe the other the other place has twenty cents mm-hmm. or ni- so nineteen.
3: Four sixths, no, no
2: four, <laughs> right, four exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right, so we're thinking maybe it had something to do with that, but we weren't sure. What's the deal? Well, Why do gas prices
3: always have that? Even today, we don't have halves, but it's always like, you know,
1: right. But you're buying it in gallons, so it's like it's like extra they can charge you a little bit. You know, it's that just noticeable. It's like yeah, it's you know, uh, you know, it's two ninety nine and ninety nine cents right. you know, because you're buying it in, in bulk. Nobody just buys like a gallon.
2: Right.
3: Right. But other things that are sold by weight, they don't like you don't do that with when you buy produce. They don't say like, oh, this is 69 and a half cents per, you know, but I guess right. people aren't as competitive
2: about their produce. Is job. it a is it is it a tax thing? Because you don't pay tax on gas like they don't add tax to the cost. Oh, right. It's already you know? taxed. Yeah. Right, By the it's already, time you get it. So. The price. Hmm. Right. So maybe maybe it has something to do with that. Hmm. I don't
1: know. Well, I was noting, like, so 19 and a half cents to I was looking up a, a kind of standard example gas price in 1985. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Looks like it was a be, around a dollar, maybe a little more, uh-huh. like dollar, dollar 25, something like that. Yeah. So that uh, you know, 1950 to 1985, that was a much, kind of, uh, that was about, you know, 10 times, right? Am I getting, yeah, 10, a little, yeah. around 10 times uh, the, the you know, the price. But then right. now from 1985 to, to now, recording this in 2015, this uh, doesn't, you know, it, it hasn't gotten 10 times again. It's, it's only, you know, maybe you yeah. know, three or four times that.
2: Yeah, because I remember paying like a dollar nine a gallon in you know two thousand one, like before nine eleven, right? You know, so I, I remember gas being around that price. It, yeah, and it's it's recently it's like going under like two dollars now. It's
3: crazy. So, so you're saying this was their subtle comment on how petroleum is kept artificially low so that we remain <laughs> we remain addicted to oil.
1: I'm, I'm saying we we've done Maybe. better than I thought. I uh, you know from the 50s to the 80s mm-hmm. it was a much more drastic increase than from the 80s to now. Right. Right. Although we had a brief although, clip there where it was like you know five or six dollars. Right. But even yeah, that, if you think, if you compared it to like the the mid
2: 2000s, that meh. right. Yeah. <laughs> even although even that, like yeah, at five dollars, it's still, it's still about
1: that. half of the increase.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's
1: true. So hmm. chin up, America. We're doing all right.
3: all that's cost us and never mind yeah I think (laughs) (laughs) turned to a whole political rant all we had to do was get involved in several huge wars that are bankrupting us (laughs) but we got cheap gas so
2: (laughs) I mean I think that's the ultimate message of Back to the Future right Um, yeah cheap gas
1: cheap gas we're doing fine have a soda
2: chin up Chin up. Have a soda. Have a Pepsi. Yeah.
3: I mean, their thing, their their time machine is a car, so they're definitely yeah pro, right. uh, <laughs> pro automotive,
2: and it does run on gasoline. Yeah. Um, you know the the car itself runs on gasoline. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, so that's uh right. That's all I got for this minute.
1: We had the uh, before we talked about the hair dryer, uh, the extended hair dryer bit from before. I I had melt yeah. your melt my brain as a as a. Quote from this because it's great that, uh you know, out of context, when you just hear like, "Oh yeah," you know, Darth Vader came down from the planet Vulcan and said he was going to melt my brain unless I right, and, and that,
2: Marty's just like, "All right,"
1: yeah, because <laughs> well, they both know what was, you know, Marty's like, he's the one who said it presumably, and you know, George has just totally like processed it already, and he's not, you know, his reaction to it is isn't like, "Oh my god," like you know, this alien came down he's like yeah wait no i got to do this thing cuz the alien came down and said he was going to melt my brain he's totally kind of already processed it and he's on board with it
0: yeah he's like i'm think, prepared yeah. for
1: this yeah
2: and i i also i love that when marty says like all right let's let's keep that on the down low and and george is like yeah yeah of course <laughs> like
1: cuz people are probably <laughs> telling him to tell everybody yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: i just oh just like what do you, who do you think you're talking to like <laughs> Uh, mostly a crazy person who killed his parents I don't know <laughs> sure um, so uh, anyway I think that's uh, that's all, that's all that's all we got
0: everybody yeah, you know yeah I mean? if you want to uh, go on our website back to the leave a comment about this and other episodes uh, if you have any uh, back to the future stories or questions you have, You can always contact us at contact at minute.com. Tweet us at bttfminute. tumble at us at bttfminute.tumblr.com. Like us on Facebook. Leave a review on iTunes. And don't forget to check out our other podcasts, Doctor's Companion, coming soon. We'll be reviewing the Christmas special, The Husbands of River Song. And on January 6th, uh, Geek by Night, our audio series, Superhero Saga comes out uh <laughs> you can uh, be a patron on patreon at uh, patreon.com slash geek night right yeah cool um and as always uh you can listen to our co host this week anytime you want at star wars minute and our cousins to uh to the east goodfellas minute <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. and all right and don't forget we'll, uh, the desert, desert hearts. hearts minute i just i was about to say don't forget and then i forgot But don't forget (laughs) Desert Hearts Minute. And is there another one? I feel like there's another one.
2: Have they launched?
1: Desert Hearts, yeah, just launched. Not too long ago. Okay.
2: All right. We'll uh, talk to you tomorrow. Wrap up the week with 65.
0: See ya. Bye.